ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is Friday, January 19th. Divisional round is upon us. Welcome to the Take for Take podcast. Trent Gage, how we doing, fellas? Ladies and gentlemen, it is, uh, it is an absolute honor to be back after, I would say, an underwhelming weekend of football. Um, there were a couple of good games sprinkled in there we'll get to, but uh, overall, I was not too impressed with the slate. Um, really? Trent, how you, how you feeling? Yeah, there were. I mean, the games were all right, but there was a lot of a lot of games I was pretty disinterested in after after the first half or so. But uh, we'll get to it. Let's not spoil anything. Trent, how was your weekend? Um, how's your week been going so far? Uh, it's been good, man. It's been good. Obviously, the crushing Browns loss. We'll get to. Um, I. It wasn't even crushing. It was just an ass whooping. In in a way, it kind of made it um, bearable. Um, but I'm over it. Um, and I think, you know, divisional round playoff, you can make an argument, best NFL weekend year. So without um, a doubt, I'm locked in. I'm pumped. I got uh, a lot of money already riding on uh, a handful of different things we'll get into. And it's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait. Yeah, I thought it was a good weekend of football. I mean, the, the if you go like scoreboard watching, it wasn't really anything like impressive or no, like too tight or whatever, you know what I mean? But like. Watching Houston do what they did to Cleveland was was like fun. Just like watching CJ Stroud ball out. I liked it. I liked to make a run. It was just like not trying to rub salt in the wound, but like that so was I fun. don't I don't know if I agree with characterization of, of the game. I don't know if it was fun. <laughs> da- watching Dallas lose was fun. The LA Detroit game was elite. That was fun. Watching Philly that get fucking blown out. Like I wish any quarterback Philly- any quarterback but Baker Mayfield could have done that to Philly, and I would have been more happy. But Were we all on uh, Tampa for that game? We were. At least I was. Majors? Can you have Philly? I was all over Baker. Yeah, I was on his over uh, passing yards. So. Yeah. Yeah, let's get, in, let's, let's get in the best bets, man. We got a lot of, a lot to go through. Going to go through our bets, recap, division, or wild card weekend, uh, preview, divisional round. We got somebody uh, – a loyal, a loyal listener going to jump on and uh, join us for the preview, so that's going to be fun a little bit later. Uh, talk about some fantasy stuff that the three of us got going on, and then uh, we'll say bye to everybody. But Trent, we got to start with you, brother. We were just talking before we uh, we started recording. What did you? What, what was the number you said? Twenty four or twenty and four in the last month? That's right, buddy. Twenty and four. I've uh, literally. On fire. The second six and no. The second six and no week in three weeks, man. It's it's uh, it's a heater, and you know anyone that's that's had a heater before like this, you know the feeling. It, it doesn't get any better than this. I just got to keep it rolling, man. I'm I've I'm uh quite a bit in the standings, and I'm kind of all of, all of a sudden bite at your heels. Yeah, you're right back in so, it, dude. You, I mean, I am, dude. You were like out of it for the longest time. You're finally above 500, five games above, for which I think it's the first time all year to be honest with you. And yes. you're you're only six back, so very much very much alive. So the floor floor is yours, brothers. Run the people uh, through your winner your winning slate. Yeah, I, I felt good about this week, and I I you know never expect to go six and zero, but I thought I had a shot and. Um, Start with the first game of the of the weekend. Obviously, my Browns getting smoked in Houston. 
had the over 44 in that game, and Houston ended up covering that by themselves. Um, you know, we, we all know the, the stats by now about the Browns' defense on the road versus at home. And um, even though the Browns didn't really score, Flacco, in reality, Flacco put up 28 points. Half of them were to the Texans. Um, yeah. So points are points when you have the over. Uh, so that hit, obviously, very easily. Um, let's see. The next game was the uh, – what was the next game? The Rant? No, it was – Chiefs. It was the Chiefs game. Yep. You were on Pacheco. Chiefs. Yep, I was on Pacheco's over on rushing. That hit with uh, with ease. He, he started off the drive. I think the first drive he had damn near 50. Yeah. Um, then kind of cruised that over 64.5 number. All good about that one. Um, and I was on the Cowboys team total over 29.5. Obviously, the Cowboys got absolutely drilled. Not how I expected the game to go, but nevertheless, Dak – Help me out garbage time uh, to get over that 29 and a half. Um, so that's 3-0 there. Went uh, 4-0 with the Rams plus three. It's really the only, yeah, it's the only side I took all weekend. Felt uh, good about that. Thought they in and, and would win. Really, they should have won that game. We'll get into it. But, you know, that was a competitive game, one-point game. Uh, obviously the best game and closest game of the weekend. Um, to get to five and zero, I was on Josh Allen anytime touchdown. I kind of envisioned it being, you know, the one yard tush push rather than what, a fifty five yard scramble. Um, dude is insane to watch, and I was just an insane run. I I couldn't believe my eyes how fast he was moving. So goofy, bro. You, he runs so goofy. He does, but I saw some stuff, man, and and. The more you look at it, the more you can kind of see that he did a little fake slide. And I know he's kind of, like, known for doing that in the past. Um, it was, like, right before those two guys kind of, like, yeah, they kind of, like, gave up. And he just, like, went right through the little gap. Um, I don't know if yeah, you guys saw that. but I don't know if that was a fake slide. I think, I think the defenders thought he was going to slide. But look at, like, the, the Kenny Pickett and Pittsburgh fake slide. Like, that was a legit fake slide yeah like, he, he kind of just stopped dropped his knee yeah i mean it's tough and then and then like bullshit how the steelers got called for uh, like unnecessary roughness on a, on another play where he slid really late yeah i saw that I, one. I don't know how you're supposed to play defense when broken can break off a 55 yard touchdown run the next time he just decides to take three and give up like i don't know how you're supposed to defend that um so that's, I guess, a discussion for another day. But he got home with any time touchdown, which was sick. And then um, better the, the weekend was Jalen Hurts over 20 and a half yards passing. Um, took all four quarters for him to get there. Uh, he eventually did. I thought they would lose that game. I really liked the Bucs. Um, I thought he'd be playing from behind. But... Um, you know, we'll get into it. I mean, just an absolutely disgraceful performance of the Philadelphia Eagles. But he got home for me at the end, so no ill will towards him. But, yeah, 6-0, yeah. man. I'm, I'm just blazing hot, and I'm going to keep it rolling. 20-4 in the last month. <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely insane. Um, I went 3-3, three and three, another 500 a week after a disastrous 1-5. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
one and five in week 18, followed up three and three. I was on Joe Flacco over 270 and a half passing yards. Uh, that one kind of sailed over. I believe he finished with over 300. Um, I was also on Pacheco. I was on his rushing attempts over 15 and a half. That was a winner. And my third winner was Cowboy team total with you, Trent, over 29 and a half. Uh, nice little backdoor cover there. My three losses, uh, Rashad White, Monday night, I had him over three and a half receptions. That was one of the fa- my favorite ones that I played. He finished with one. Um, they just absolutely dominated Philadelphia. and it, He just really wasn't much of a factor through the air. I was on the over in Detroit and L.A., 50 and a half. You know, going into halftime, it looked like that game was going to go over with ease. I believe, let me pull up the score at halftime, I believe it was like 28 total it was 21 to uh, 17 so 38 points and somehow did not go over the total there that's kind of sad but uh and then I was on Buffalo and Pittsburgh under 35 and a half just I figured weather would play a factor it played more of a factor getting to the game than the actual game itself so that was kind of disappointing Buffalo almost covered that number themselves putting up 31 but Three and three, nothing to be excited about, nothing to be upset about. Just it is what it is. Gage is slowly uh, expanding his his lead with another four and two weeks. So uh, go ahead and boast, Gage. I'm not gonna say this one's wrapped up yet, but it's uh it's, it's getting close. Yeah, and uh, th- this podcast is everything short of average. So going three and three, Austin, I think is uh nothing to be nothing to be about. I think so. Definitely <laughs> something to be upset about. You have you have plenty of room for improvement. Um, but yeah, going down the stretch, um, Trent and I, Trent obviously running in the right direction. Um, and I, I'm, I'm kind of sailing away with it, but I would love for Trent to end up finish second in this thing. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, like, let's recap a couple of my, my bets. Um, four and two, like you mentioned, Austin and your brownies minus one. Um, very disappointing. We'll talk about that soon. I have a lot to say about that game. Um, that was a the loss. The the second loss was one of the most painful, um, downright embarrassing losses that I've experienced as a uh, sports gambler. Jaden Reed, over forty eight and a half receiving yards. Um, literally, I could have taken any prop on that game on any other player, and it would have soared over. Um, but he was. The lone guy who who had one target and it was a, a screen pass behind the line of scrimmage and he didn't catch it and finished with zero catches zero yards as their wide receiver one i saw a stat with christian watson coming back his targets go from like seven to four um his receiving guards go from like 60 to 30 i, I saw it a little bit too late after i gave that play so that was a, an absolute disgrace of a play um don't even want to talk about it anymore but moving on to the four wins we all kind of swept the board with Pacheco. Um, I was on him anytime touchdown. He, he cashed the first touchdown of the game. Um, kind of ran away with that game. Like you said, Trent, 24 for 90 um, and the Tundra game. Just absolute miserable game to be at. That All you listeners out there, I did not end up going to that game. Shame, all my buddies bro. Did. Shame. Yeah. Boom. All my buddies all my buddies ended up going, sitting like three rows behind the tunnel. Um, Shame. They were like, they were sweating the whole game. It was, it was that warm with all the layers they had on. So I regret it. Um, I don't know if that time will ever come again to where I get a chance to go to a playoff game for, for 30 bucks or whatever. But 
you know, it, it's okay. I was in the comfort of my own crib, watching it with my dog and cashing some bets. So no, no worries. Um, Rams plus three, obviously lost that game by one. Man, I, it was either the Rams or Cooper Cup that I was going to go on, and I'm happy I did not go with Cooper Cup because he uh, he turned into an offensive lineman that game. He he blocked more than he ran routes, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Rams plus three cashes. Um, Bills minus 10 cash with a little late late backdoor cover there to win by 14. And then, um, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Tyler, Tyler wow. Um, Baker Mayfield, over 234.5 passing yards. Finished with 333 touchdowns. First Bucks quarterback to throw for 300 touchdowns, 300 yards <laughs> and three touchdowns in a playoff game ever. Um, that stat kind of seems like it would have been, you know, hit with with Tom Brady there for his little reign. But yeah, Big Show did what he did, um, put those Eagles to rest, put Jason Kelsey's career to bed. A lot of those older guys maybe never going to play again. And um, with it all coming from Baker Mayfield, we can't feel too good in Philly, but. Yeah, four and two. We'll take it. Uh, we 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 move. We survive in advance to hopefully finish this thing out strong and and uh, keep it moving. All right, we waited. Uh, we waited about twelve, thirteen minutes too long. Trenton, you you talked about even before we uh, recorded last week. You talked about not wanting to see the Texans, not wanting to play C.J. Stroud. You ended up playing C.J. Stroud. Um, I. They were favorites, not a lot. One and a half going uh, into kickoff. 45-14. Granted, two touchdowns were defensive. For Did you guys see the clip, though, on Twitter of uh, D'Amico Ryans going to um, uh, the safety? I think it was uh, Christian Harris. And he was like, he held the tablet right up to him. He's like, hey, you know, here's this route they like to run. Jump underneath as soon as he drops back to pass. And that's what they did. And then the very next play... He picked it off, ran for a touchdown, so that's pretty cool to see. But forty-five, fourteen. One of those asking. Austin, he literally said, he literally said, when he snaps it, stand there, and as soon as you see him getting ready to throw the ball, jump that route. And yeah. That's what he did. He literally like it looked like his controller died when Joe Flacco snapped the ball because he literally didn't move until he went to throw the ball, and he jumped right in front of uh, whoever their tight end was at the time and and house. So yeah, it was, that's just a defensive minded coach yeah. to an absolute team. It was beautiful. Yeah, that was that was their outside linebacker, Austin Christian Harris, um, and yeah, it was it was a fourth down to uh, Harrison Bryant. It, it was pretty predictable at that point. Um, I'll just get into it. I mean, at, at that point, I I already knew the game was over. I weird like everybody, uh, the Browns fans, and if you know anything about Browns fans, like they're usually not they're usually miserable and very much pessimistic. And what what scared me was how confident Browns fans were this week, and I was not confident because I mean I've I've watched a lot of Texans football because really, um, the the CJ Stroud connection with Ohio State and stuff obviously you know want him to do well not last week but that is a scary offense and a scary quarterback and as good as the Browns defense was, owed it was a different story. Um, you know, there's a little bit no- of noise that goes into those numbers, but for for the most part, I mean, it was a different defense at home than on the road, and um, and they 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 carved us up, and it was lucky we. I mean, it wasn't lucky they got the two pick sixes, but CJ probably would have thrown for 200 more yards if he had to. 
like there we had no no hope to stop that offense um so i wasn't confident going in i thought there was a very good chance we were going to lose and like i said before like the 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 nature of the loss like the absolute beatdown was made it a little bit better just because i didn't have to anything out there was no heartbreaks there was no like anxiety filled moments it was just like god we're getting our fucking stomped and that was it man i don't know what else you guys want me to say austin obviously your team fucking sucks and they're not in the playoffs gauge <laughs> this week what the f- where'd this come from <laughs> I mean, I get your point, though. Like, I mean, like it, it is, <clears throat> excuse me, it is a game that was like, it got so out of hand pretty early. So I agree. So where it was like, you kind of check out and you're just like, okay, like, let's just get yeah, it over if, with. Like, I get that. If anyone was to like absolutely embarrass my favorite team on national television, like, I'm glad it was CJ Stroud. Sure. Yeah. So. I can take solace in that. Um, but, I mean, I, the Browns are, are in an interesting spot. They just fired, like, most of their offensive staff. So, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see who they bring in and try to, like, mold their offensive playbook more tailored to Deshaun Watson because, like, that's kind of, that's kind of, like, their only hope is, like, him becoming what he was. And he hasn't showed that ability up to this point. Obviously, the injuries have, have really stunted that. They kind of need him to be what he what they thought he was going to be, what he was in Houston. He is, then they're a favorite in the AFC because that defense is still a lead. Um, would have an elite quarterback, but it's going to come down to him. So it'll be interesting to see who they, who they hire on offense. But over, all in all, like, it's still a really good season for the Browns, given all their injuries they had and Stefanski we have a really really high level coach in my opinion so I can't be too upset about it and like I said the the, the nature of how it happens it's better than like a gut-wrenching loss which usually that's that's how Brown's fandom is conditioned to be so I'm all right I'm 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 doing all right I'm sorry I lashed out at you Austin yeah Paige, I actually think you're not I think Niners will be in the Super Bowl pretty comfortably so it, really quick though, we can kind of say we can save this more detail till after the season's over. But is Deshaun really the answer? Let's be honest here. Are you the best? Well, okay, yeah, has to be. That's the thing, Austin. He, but he, he doesn't play. Doesn't well, there's nothing we can do. Like it, it's like it's not like we can pivot. Like he's just had. That's that's what I'm saying. Like it has to be Deshaun Watson. Like yeah. We don't really have any other options, which, like, I'd rather still, like, I don't know what else, if we didn't have this giant contract, like, it's not like we we could draft a quarterback high, right? Sure. Oh, then it's not like we're, in a, not like we're, we're like a top five pick and we're, we have to stick with Deshaun. Like, it's not, we don't really have another option that would be better than Deshaun anyway, so you might as well take the, the upside swing with Deshaun. Um Honestly, honestly, sign Flacco, sign Flacco to another one-year deal and let him fucking run it back. But uh, I get it. I mean, your team gets blown out so early. I, I get the whole checking out part, so I kind of I feel you on that. But we gotta show love. We gotta show love to CJ Stroud, man. No, no, enough of the Browns talk. Enough of the Browns talk. We got. I just want to say really quick. 
really quick, really quick. I do want to say, like, I appreciate Joe Flacco, like everything he did. But that was awesome. The playoff run was awesome. And he's kind of a Cleveland legend, which it doesn't take much to be a Cleveland <laughs> legend because there's like no sports history. So winning like four games and getting in the playoffs <laughs> makes you a Cleveland legend. Um, you think but, he? Uh... Mean, the, the clock struck. Yeah, the clock struck midnight on Joe Flacco, so he won't be back. But I appreciate everything he did. You think so. he did it for Baltimore? Blew through the game for Baltimore. You you've been seeing those uh, conspiracy theories or like the rumors rolling rolling around on Twitter. <laughs> Well, I think they they would have more credence if he if he won and then Baltimore and stumped up. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. I would be oh, age would be all over that story. So. <laughs> this yeah, is true. The, the script writers are they they never fail to amaze me. Um, I mean, we saw it this weekend with what they did. But um, I mean, you know, you you mentioned Austin CJ Stroud, two hundred thirty six yards in the first half, rookie record. Um, and. I mean, you mentioned that Trent, that defense kind of got picked apart. And it was kind of weird not seeing that that D-line get any pressure. I mean, they had zero sacks that game. Um, defensive line just got bullied. I mean, C.J. Stroud barely got pressured, um, didn't hit the ground once. And a little nugget that I found was pretty cool. The largest age gap um, between quarterbacks in the postseason, 17-year age difference between Joe Flacco <laughs> and C.J. Stroud. Youngest quarterback, youngest quarterback to win a playoff game. Yeah, playing against a 45-year-old, that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, a Texans put it on them, man. They, they, they were one of two teams uh, this past weekend to score 45, and that hasn't happened since uh, 2009. And C.J. Stroud, <clears throat> excuse me, Stroud and Love both had a, uh, a QBR of 157, which is perfect, and um, fourth-highest QBR rating in, in, in the playoff game in NFL history. That's also the first time two quarterbacks have done that in the same week, so... CJ Stroud's the fucking truth, man. He, we've been saying it all year. I mean, a lot of people have been saying it, but like, this kid is truth. And, and I know, like, I'm all over Baltimore and the Ravens, and we can kind of talk about it uh, a little bit later when we do our preview. But I'm kind of getting like Bengals or 2021 Bengals vibes with the Texans. Like, I would not be surprised if Houston like wins these games that they shouldn't win in the playoffs and somehow ends up in the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not, I like, I, that Bengals team is better than this Texans team, I but, like, you watch that, you watch 21 playoffs, and you didn't think, okay, Bengals are going to make a run here. You know what I mean? Like, every game they play, you're like, oh, like, they could probably lose. Like, you, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it may be a, 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 a wrong comparison, but I just, I don't know. It's just the vibe I'm getting. On paper, though, Austin, like, that Bengals team beats this Texan team by 40. Um, Bengals had all the pieces that year. No, that's what I mean. Like, well, like you look at Texans, you look at what they're doing with the offensive weapons they have. I mean, it's unreal. Their second leaving receiver was Brevin Jordan. You know, one catch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what's that though? That seventy-six yards to the crib. I don't know, man. I, I just, what, I what just Charles doing what he's doing with. The lack of offensive power that they have is is unreal. I mean, it's he's making Nico it's, Collins it's an All Pro. Yeah, literally. Like Nico Collins has been a top ten, maybe top five receiver in the last month and a half. Like he's been insane. Uh, just this Texans. I, I I am. If I'm Baltimore, I would be worried about this Texans team. Nine and a half is a lot of points, but like I would not be surprised if Texans have a chance to win this game. I really would not. 
but Texans are for real, man. So, all right, let's move. Stay in the AFC. Let's move. Saturday night, Gage should have been at this game, but we know uh, the Dolphins, fraudulent Miami Dolphins, go into Kansas City, cold weather, lose the game, negative thirty-seven degree wind chill. Tua talked all week. I'm not wearing a glove. Not wearing a glove. Walks out there with a glove, and then he shits his fucking pants. Twenty-six to seven, and this game was not. That score was a lot closer than how that game felt. The game was kind of boring, honestly, in my opinion. The, the most exciting thing was the weather and the most how much they talked about it, and them in the crowd and seeing lunatics with their shirts off. You see, dude um, got frostbite. I would, with, I, I would love to check in with those guys right now and see how they're doing if they're still alive. But, <laughs> but I saw. It. Go ahead, Trent. I, I was gonna say I don't know. I could have. I don't know if this was accurate, but I saw like some report <laughs> guy that they kept showing could be completely fabricated, but that he was like, <laughs> didn't care because of like hypothermia or something. Like he's been in the the ER for like thirty hours, thirty hours. But I don't know. That could be completely fabricated. Um, it was on the internet, so take it for with a grain of salt. But I, I mean, I don't see. Like, I don't see how you're sane in the head and do that. Like, obviously, you just want to go viral and, and, and you know, mission accomplished. But, like, like that is so dangerous to even do that. I don't know. We could have had, it, we could have had like, an inside source and, you know, we could have had someone, like, live in the trenches kind of tell us, you know, what the vibes were with him. But um, he decided not to go, so. Right. I even, we shouldn't even have to – we shouldn't even recap this fucking game because we didn't have anybody – the, uh, our reporter, our reporter that we sent to the game, didn't even go to the game. Yeah, but I got I got some insight, and, and they said it was fun, and uh, you know they they don't regret going, and um, you know I, I know I feel like a piece of shit. You don't have to keep rubbing it in my face, but the Chiefs won, and that's my team. You know, Chiefs and the Niners. So we're, oh, oh, for real, for real, the Chiefs are your team. But uh, Patrick yeah, Mahomes is a fucking just a walking goat, dude. It's just a matter of time until he becomes greatest quarterback ever. I mean, he, he's got 12 playoff wins now in his six years as a starter. That's more than Troy Aikman. Peyton Manning got his 12th win in his final season, and I'm pretty sure he played 17 years. John Elway got his 12th playoff win in his final year, in year 16. Like This kid's, what, 27 years old? And is just fucking insane in the playoffs. And he's got... Rash- Rasheed Rice was the only guy he threw the football to. Travis Kelsey had drops. I mean, I know he had seven for seventy-one, but like, he, he didn't do shit. He had, he was dro- he dropped two early passes. Like, Noah Gray was the third leading receiver. Like, you look at this team on paper and you're like, there's no shot Patrick Mahomes should be throwing for two hundred and sixty yards against anybody, and he just is, and he continues to win. I don't understand it. Rashid Rice, dude, and that run game was really good. And I knew we all, yeah, we knew the run game was going to be huge in this game. We knew Pacheco, a little crazy ass, was going to do what he had to do. But let's flip the script, Austin. Talk about Tua just for just for a second. Twenty of thirty nine for a buck ninety nine, and fifty three of those came on one play to Tyreek. Um, Tyreek went five for sixty two. So you take away that fifty three. This guy had four catches for nine yards outside of that one touchdown. Um, I'm not sure if the game plan was kind of shut him down and get beat by anyone else but I mean if that was the game plan they executed that to absolute T um, the run game was so ineffective I was kind of high on Mostert coming back I thought he was going to 
I mean, I thought he was going to get his. He went eight for 33, um, no touchdowns or anything like that. So it was it was a beatdown. The score is, is, I don't think it represents, like you said, the game by any stretch. Um, it could have been way worse. But, I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, we all kind of knew that the Dolphins weren't going to go into Arrowhead and pull out a win. At least I didn't think so. And They're frauds, kind of dude. That way. They're frauds. And I love Mike McDaniel. I think he's a great coach, but they're frauds. And yeah, they've I mean, it's not they've been bugged with injuries, but Yeah, it's not Mike McDaniel, so I mean it's no, it's, no, no, it no, just no. comes that... down to Tua, right? Like Yeah, yeah, that's my Tua, point. He's he's like the definition of like a warm weather quarterback, which is if you know there was a world where every team had a dome. He'd like be the best Mike quarterback McDaniel. in the league. Right. He'd be he'd be what, you want him top five, but like Dude cannot. I mean, even the even the throw to Tyreek, like that was ten yards under thrown. That was just Tyreek making a great play on the ball. Yeah. Um. I mean, he was playing like a like a pussy. Like, there's no really other way to put it. Too. Like he, like he would keep. I, I know he's had his concussion uh, injury, but like you can't be sliding on third downs when like you have a chance to get the first down. Like ball. Like you have to. I mean, how? Like, imagine if you're a teammate, man, and you're like give it your all to win that game and you've been busting your ass the last 40 weeks and see two a slide on third and four when he could have you know lowered his shoulder and, and possibly got a first down in the offs like how are you gonna feel i mean how are you gonna feel when it's fourth and 14 and two it throws a underneath route for seven yards doesn't even try to get a first down like Man, like, I, if I was a Dolph fan, or I don't know, I, I just he's not it. He's gonna put up great numbers when it's warm, and he's gonna put up that system with as long as Tyreek stays healthy and playing. Like, he's gonna put up great numbers, but just can't trust him when it comes January. So I don't know what you do. The I mean, game was over before he started. Yeah, I agree. They they didn't stand a chance. Um, Trent, let's move to your Packers preseason uh, NFC North pick. Um, 48-32. Talk about a, a game that the score doesn't wasn't indicative of how lopsided it was. I mean, I'm pretty sure Packers jumped out. Um, it was definitely 14 nothing. It might have been 17 nothing at one point, but 27 nothing. 27 nothing, dude. I mean, Jordan Love. We talked about it earlier. Perfect passer rating, 157.2. He only attempted five passes in the second half. Aaron Jones averaged over five yards carry, three touchdowns. I mean, Dak had 400 yards passing, but 200 of that came when they were down 30. Like, fucking Gage, I think you, were, I think it was you that I was texting before the game, and I was like, I really like Green Bay here. Getting a touchdown, or I think it was seven and a half. I was like, yeah. that is just way too many points for this team. This team is, this team's good, and Jordan Love is. It, it's eerie how similar he looks to Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Okay. And it's, like, obvious, like, everybody talks about it with, like, throwing motion and jumping up and all that shit. But just, like, the way he carries himself, he's he's not emotional. He doesn't yell, scream, get excited. But he's just – he's the truth. <laughs> he is the truth. He's, very, yeah. he's so humble. And you're right, Austin. Last last week we did talk about getting that over a touchdown is a good line to snag it at. Um and I was on the fence between that or Jaden Reed. <laughs> I feel like an absolute idiot. But, um, but 
Yeah, that jumping out twenty-seven to nothing on the road to a team that hasn't lost at home in fifteen straight games. Yeah. Um, I mean that obviously Dallas at the end kind of made it close, had a chance to maybe score to get the two and have a miracle onside, but I mean that game was over before halftime even started too. And and I know Aaron Jones dominates against Dallas. Um, he's from Texas, and they said he had like twenty-eight people get to buy twenty-eight tickets for his family and friends to come and. What did he fucking show out? And he put on a show. Um, I'm not mad. I, I I'm kind of glad Dallas is out. I th- I think they've kind of been overhyped all year. Dak's been playing great, yeah, but he was 41 of 60. This dude dropped back 60 fucking times. Yeah, which is unreal. Yeah. Um, for 300 yards, 400 yards. But you mentioned it, Austin. Garbage time. Um, and these throws that Dak had early on in the game were just fucking terrible. Tony Pollard, I think, is so overrated. He, he, he's minus money to score a touchdown every goddamn week, and he's probably only scoring maybe half the games. Um, but, yeah, just an absolute blowout. Not even – like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I was excited for this game. And yeah, I thought I – so Yeah, I thought this had – On paper, this had a chance to be the best game in the weekend. It really did. I mean, third year in a row, yeah. Cowboys have won 12 games and haven't made the conference uh, championship. First time in NFL history that's happened. And – it was so fucking funny when they kept panning to uh, Jerry Jones in his booth, and he was just like frantically yeah. like looking around. He was like, "What the fuck?" Oh God, was crying after the game, <laughs> bro. The, uh, the, I mean, that game was, uh, you know, I've been like a Dak supporter and and you know stuff, and you know, I still think he's a really good quarterback. But like, you can't even argue at this point. Like, the dudes are front front runner, right? For what? I don't know if front runner. Who? I mean that that dude, Ak Prescott. A front runner for what? When things, when things are going well, pile on. Like he's going to pile on a bad team. But as soon as it's adversity, I don't know if it's the pressure of being Cowboys quarterback. But I mean, just you could see it in his eyes, dude. Like he crumbled, and it was so weird watching that game. I mean, the Packers went up seven nothing, and you would think. Um, maybe it's maybe it comes down to like Jerry Jones and the the pressure that he puts on you know, everybody in his franchise and organization. But like like showing Dak Prescott, and he was like wide eyed. CD Lamb, they were completely off schedule. Mike McCarthy was like you could tell he was like hyperventilating. Like down seven nothing. It's the first quarter. Like why are you freaking out? Um. I don't know man like that was really really disappointing if you were you know i bet dallas in that game <clears throat> i thought they would win tell right away like they just didn't have it and they were scared so um yeah i don't know you, you guys don't you guys disagree with that that you don't think he's a front runner a front runner for what i don't understand the point you're trying to make front runner like it's a it's a term that would say like when things are going well He's going to show up and, and, you know, smash the commanders by, you know, 30 points and throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. But as soon as he hits adversity, he crumbles. Crumbles, right. He's not going to bring you back. No, I think that that describes him perfectly. Yes, I agree. So, which it hurts me to say because, like I said, I've been a big Dak fan. But um, what's funny is. Yeah, I mean, you got to give. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, you you got to give credit to the Packers, right? I mean, 
like you guys said, like Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love. I mean, that offense was cooking. The Cowboys' defense was overrated all year. They can't stop the run. Everything up. I mean, Packers' offensive line is elite. They really are. Jordan Love looks elite. So they're going to be scary, man. I don't know if their defense is going to be able to – actually, I I know for a fact their defense is going to get shredded this week. (laughs) Um, But it's a matter of how many many points – Jordan Love and and that offense can put up. So they cover um, next this week. But what were you going to ask, Austin? No, I was going to say let's just all prepare now to have the same conversation in um, in the calendar a year from now because they they already came out and said that Mike McCarthy's coming back. So like, I just that's what I'm saying. Like I, I I'm not going to get like sucked in by the Cowboys anymore because yeah. like, like I don't know how you can like. It wasn't the fourth quarter. You're down seven zero, and you could just you could just tell. Yeah. Like, and even like Greg Olson was like pointed out during the game. He was like, I mean, this team like looks like completely off filter and and scared, and like the pressure is getting to them. It's like, dude, you gotta. I mean, you gotta have some type of like toughness, and I don't know. It was just it was really odd to see. And I'm I'm kind of you probably tell in my voice I'm upset because I I bet the Cowboys and then I live bet them down and i just had no chance speaking of toughness Uh, no no no. let's move on fuck the cowboys they don't deserve any more time speaking of toughness the motor city boys detroit lions get their first playoff win 32 years obviously you had the uh the jared Goff matt stafford uh matchup um first of all matt stafford got knocked unconscious and you watched his eyes roll in the back of his head and somehow he was able to stand up and finish that game that was insane but uh dog (laughs) lions get it lions get it done 24 23 um this was the best game by far of the weekend it was it was back and forth uh puka nakua 181 yards set the rookie record rookie postseason record um cage you talked about how uh what's his name cooper cup turned into a a blocking tight end i mean he only had five catches for 27 yards and it felt like every catch he had was on like a tunnel screen or something um just yeah i mentioned that Austin because i had i had a a touchdown lay with him scoring as a last leg and um i mean the way that sean mcveigh utilized him was gross um i was texting you all throughout that game so pissed off because every time he went to run a route if he wasn't blocking man like by the time stafford is going to throw the ball this guy's like just not getting out of his break or like not even off the ball yet. It just looked it looked so off, and it looked like they were they had a game plan for him to maybe be a decoy. And if that was the case, I mean, shout out to them because Puka went off, but it was just a non-factor. And then when they got down to the goal line, they telegraphed every fucking play that they were going to try to go to him. And Stafford ended up throwing the ball out of bounds, or the defensive player would make a good play. But yeah, the, the way they utilized him was so inefficient. Um, Kyron Williams was kind of. He wasn't really a factor. I mean, he ran 13 for 61. Yeah, he got banged Detroit up, though. Has, yeah, his, that line was weird. His rushing line was 80 and a half, and Detroit hasn't allowed that all year Yeah, um, to any back. So I, I was kind of confused on why that was so high, especially with how good they are up front. But um, this was the best game of the weekend, and I think we all kind of previewed that and, and had that in mind. But, I mean, plus three is an, is an absolute cover for, for the ages, so we'll take it. Yeah, this game really came down to to red zone play too. Like 
Rams lost by one, and they had th- three red zone possessions, three field goals. Couldn't score. I mean, you score one of those touchdowns, and you, you win the game. And uh, Detroit, Detroit, excuse me, was uh, three for three in the red zone and scoring touchdowns. So it was back and forth. It felt like every time a team drove down and did something, the other team did or like came back and did the same thing. Um, just it was a fun game, man. Everybody knew uh, Stafford was going to be able to sling the rock around Gage. You talked about how good the the Rams, or I'm sorry, the Lions run D is. I mean, they're bottom five against the pass. I mean, hence Puka going for 180 plus, but. Lions are good, man. Lions are fucking good. Dan Campbell, he, he he he. You look at him and you listen to him. He sounds like he's like your local, local guy at the bar who shouldn't be coaching football, but he is fucking elite, dude. Drops his nuts and throws the ball down to to the ceiling game and everything. You gotta love it, man. You I know, love uh, it. I love him. He's, he's such a yeah. He's such a player's coach. That's like a player's dream to land or somebody like that. And they're doing they're doing big things and um. Shout out to that city. I have some friends that are from Detroit um, here at school, and where they were on cloud nine this week. So we'll give them we'll give them uh, a praise while it lasts. But shout out Big Show. I don't know. They might they might they might tip them off next weekend. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have a ton to add to this game. Um, you know, I'm happy for Detroit. Obviously, that was what was their first playoff win in how many years? Thirty two years. Um, 32 years which is nuts so it, you know it was awesome like like i said it was a back and forth game i think the rams are still a really good team and you know it was a shame that they both had to play each other that week because i think both those teams are, are pretty solid um but yeah man I, I i do think it's funny and then we can move on about like the stafford uh hit and like the concussion and like the protocol and stuff where like people will get like up in arms and mad sure about that like in the playoffs like you really think you're gonna keep matt stafford <laughs> no. in detroit off the fucking field like i'm sorry the, like the independent neurologist is gonna like what he's gonna do like apple matt stafford and keep him on the sideline you're like go fuck yourself i'm getting back in the game so people get mad at the nfl for that but it's like you're just not like I don't know how to describe it. Like when you're playing a competitive sport like that, especially at the highest level, especially in a playoff game with those stakes and Matt Stafford's ties to Detroit, like you would have to drag him off that field. Yeah, no, I, I completely I agree. It was just wild. Like the angle of the replay was, was literally you could watch him get knocked out. Like you could see yeah, no, like his won. eyes. <laughs> it was just, and he like snapped back to reality really quick. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Shout out Eminem. He's a tough mother. Nobody got nobody got the uh, the Eminem reference there. Sad, what'd you say? No, nah, fucking amateurs. Monday I night. Hear what you said? Yeah, I said snap back to reality. Game played in Detroit. Eminem's from Detroit. Just no, you don't. It, have to it, 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 it doesn't really have the same effect. I didn't hear the punchline. Also, I didn't hear the punchline. I no, no, fucking no, fuck that. Fuck you. It doesn't have the same effect when you have to explain it. Okay, fuck you. Buff- right, we'll, we'll cut this. We'll edit. No, we're not. We're gonna leave this we'll in. We'll cut Fuck it. So your joke hits. Fuck so, off. So Buffalo thirty-one, Pittsburgh seventeen, going into Monday afternoon. Um, I kind of had a feeling that this game would happen, or that this game would kind of pan out the way it did. Um, I expected Najee Harris to kind of step up at least a little bit, but he was a fraudulent all day. Just, just a non-factor. Um, yeah, Buffalo gets it done, man. I don't even want to yeah. 
you can you can go ahead because that boy Najee Harris, I got a lot to say about him, but it, it might be better off being said off air. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll pass it to you really quick. I don't have like I said, I don't have a ton to add on this game. Um, Josh Allen's a freak, and um, where the I don't f- think the Steelers really where the fuck did all the snow go? So they, I don't, I don't know how you you fall for this shit every every. No 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 no. I get it. Like I I get that. Like they 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 were concerned about people getting to the game, and I understand there's like a heating system or whatever, like on the field. I get that, but like you watched the game, and it like it it, it was like what? <laughs> I told you they were they were recruiting people to come shovel that thing for two straight days. Yeah, but they didn't do anything. They they just like kind of mm. whatever man it was just weird but just let me be if you if you don't know about it now you're gonna you're gonna get let down by any snow game like there's just not gonna be it's not gonna be whatever people hype it up to be I understand okay yeah. I understand you you, you got it out for me news. I don't understand what the fuck I don't understand what I did to you you're out here throwing shots at me the last hour and a half and I just don't fucking know what I did you're sensitive tonight I don't get what do you mean? I didn't throw any shots at you. You were just upset that that your joke. Didn't, didn't we're talking about the Browns, and then you're talking about how the fucking Saints are ass. That was out of pocket. I'll give you that. <laughs> that was out of pocket. But that's fine. I mean, that's what happens when I talk about the Browns. Like I'm cool and calm and collected for like ninety percent of it, and then I lash out. It's not. It's not you. It's me. I appreciate that. But what the fuck were we talking about? The bill. Yeah, the bills. The bills are good. It's gonna be a great game against the. Week, uh, obviously the premier game of the weekend, and the Steelers. Nobody wanted to see the Steelers win. Um, like the Steelers are, are just get... not—they're just a boring team. I will say the Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, now meme of him <laughs> just walking <laughs> off. Yeah, the, uh, the post-game press conference with that that uh, reporter asked him the, the, the question about his contract. That is uh, a top-shelf meme. Oh, it was uh, awesome. Like you'll, be, you'll be seeing that all over X for the next like, five, ten years. So that, that was a lead. Yeah. Um, so that's I guess that's the only highlight outside of that Josh Allen run, in my opinion. The fact that some of these reporters have jobs is, is beyond me. Like the shit with Todd Bowles and how he acts, oh, oh, I forgot about, about that. Going to playing in the cold. And he said, uh, well... We're in a dome, so it hasn't really affected us or some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, it was like a it was like a two minute question. She elaborated about the cold. He was like, um, we're gonna get off the bus and be in the cold for twenty seconds and then we should be okay. <laughs> Gage, you're uh Trent, your boy. Twenty two thirty six, three thirty seven. Gage talked about it in the uh the beginning. Best postseason Bucks quarterback performance in history. Just we all knew Philly was was frauds. At least I kind of like I knew they were frauds, and it was kind of the general public kind of you get that sense. But dude, they I don't know what the fuck happened the last what six seven weeks of the season, but they are bad offensively. They are really bad. They were checked out, man. They they went into that game absolutely lifeless. Um, they were turning on each other. I don't think a lot of these guys like playing with one another. I don't know if it's Sirianni or the he, chemistry in the locker rooms. He's got to go or, or whatnot. But you think so? I was just about to ask you guys if, if if you think Sirianni's the problem. I do. I think he's got to go. I I really like Jalen Hurts. He's been I'll, like I don't think the blame is all on him. 
Um, but Sirianni's got to go, dude. He, he, I don't care if he led him to a Super Bowl last year and he's been in a playoff three years straight. He, he Something about him just pisses me off. I don't know what it is, but I don't think he's a great coach. I think he was just blessed with, we were spoiled with talent the last few years. I think he's a problem for that for that franchise. You know, I think Jalen Hurts is fucking his post game interviews, dude. I think that's the that, I think that's the problem. <laughs> he speaks in Instagram captions, and I can't stand <laughs> listening to his fucking. You know, God gives his strongest battles to the. Or, I, I I can't even quote him, bro. It's so it's so corny, <laughs> so cringy. I can't stand it. And oh. Gage, I know. I know you saw the same like compilation that I did about that, like where it just like yeah. showed like the whole year of his, of his cliches and stuff. I was dying laughing. I watched that like five times. It's actually it's it, it's like he like looks it up before his press conference and he's like, all right, I gotta get this one in. Um, his like delivery and his like voice is, makes it even better. Yeah, it almost sounds like, like he just doesn't even that. care. Yeah, just say you played like shit and like quit trying to like. Make it seem like you're this big, wholehearted, humble guy. You played terrible. Your team sucks right now. Own up to it. Accept the fact and, like, just try to move on. Quit. He, he tries to deflect the questions that he's asked so much, and it just pisses me off. And it almost irks me more listening to that than, like, watching them leave if I have money on it. It's so annoying. That team is in shambles right now. I, I, that, 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 that Philly fan base is fucking, like, brutal, and I've seen a lot of stuff on social media about how like they want to riot that whole city about how distraught they are about how they use them. They got they got issues. And poor Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and those older guys that went out like that. If that is um, kind of their farewell tour. Also, but, fuck, uh, fuck Schefter for uh, like I hate when reporters like ruin like retirement announcements. Yeah, and then and then Kelsey came out on his podcast and said, "Yeah, I'm not retired yet." Well, yeah, he's trying to like draw it out, and he'll do it like some random time in two months from now. But like, I hate that reporters yeah. like get access to locker rooms, and I hate that. That's a story for a different time, but I hate that shit. Divisional round, brothers. Wild card was fun. Um, actually, really, it wasn't that fucking fun. Now that I think about it, talking about those games, it was a lot fun, a lot more fun uh, on paper, but. Trent, you, you touched on it earlier. I think this has a chance to be the best uh, divisional round um, in recent memory. I mean, we got four insane matchups. I, I could not be more excited for these. Um, sorry, I just lost my spot. My brain kind of just fucking checked out here. I was looking at Ra- Ravens-Houston with that being the first game on the board. But uh, let's run through these, man. Let's preview some of these. Let's give some picks. Let's talk about some matchups we're looking for. But before we do that, we have our second-ever guest on the podcast. Uh, avid listener, uh, good friends of with Gage, um, tunes in every week. So shout out, shout out to this guy right here, Jaleel Williams, second ever guest on the podcast, brother. How we doing? Doing good. What's up, guys? What's up? Glad you can join us tonight, man. How are things going? Going good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, very excited for this opportunity. Um, you know, like you said, you know, I listen to you guys every week. Uh, no engaged since high school, graduated with him. And, uh, you know, me and him go back and forth texting about uh, different games and all that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a privilege to be on here. So thanks for having me. Yeah, well, if you're tailing his picks, then you're probably you're, you're, you're sitting pretty good. Yeah. Unless you've been trailing, right. unless you've been trailing Trent. Trent, if you've been trailing Trent the last few weeks, then 
You're on fucking fire. Yeah, I heard. Right I now. heard Trent's been on the roll. I heard Trent's been on the roll. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Twenty do- twenty give dubs in the last month, man. Those- yeah, yeah. Give us those numbers one more time, Austin. Trent in the the last four weeks is twenty and four. Damn, bro. Don't get much better than that. And these are free picks. All have free. To pay for this boy. All free, baby. Yeah. Let's waste no time, man. Let's let's jump right into it. Is uh, Jaleel, you you have honors here, bro. Let me cue it up for you. Baltimore playing host to Houston. Um, just touched about it on how good Houston looked uh, against Cleveland the past weekend. Get another AFC North foe. The line is nine and a half. Over under sitting at forty three and a half. Uh, my general, you know, first thought looking at this game is I'm kind of li- liking the over here. But um, Jaleel, it's all you, man. Tell us what you got. Um. Yeah, I liked how you know how Houston came out last week against the Browns. You know, going into that game, everybody was high up on their on their defense, and you know, with CJ Stroud being a rookie, he really you know outperformed himself. Um, and that offense looks you know looks like they're clicking. Um, I know they played each other earlier in the season, and um, it was a low scoring game. I think in the mid thirties. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to play a side or the over. I mean, I think the Ravens are going to win, um, especially at home. Uh, especially, I think, you know, Mark Andrews is coming back soon. Um, I think he had, you know, a full practice, um, this week. And, you know, it's turning forward and, you know, just in general, the whole team is, you know, getting healthier. Um, so I think it'll be a tougher matchup, um, for the Texans, but, um, a couple of props that I was looking at that I like um, as of now. Um, let me see. I, I do like CJ Stroud over two thirty-eight and a half. Um, I think if the Texans have, you know, any shot of winning this game or you know trying to make it close, uh, CJ is going to have to you know throw the ball around and. You know, his his uh, chemistry with Nico Collins and the rest of the receiving core, you know, Schultz, uh, Mechie, um, they seem to be clicking like I mentioned before. You saw that last week against the Browns and, you know, throughout the season as the season went, went along, um, you know, I think, you know, CJ is going to come out and their offense are, you know, going to be a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end because they know how dangerous uh, Lamar and them can be on offense. So... Um, I think they're going to try to keep the ball away from the Ravens and, you know, try to, um, you know, put as many points up as possible against that defense. So Yeah, I like um, that. <clears throat> I was kind of looking at Stroud, too. I like his passing yards. I, I don't know if I'm going to play it, but I was looking at his pass attempts, too, 35 and a half, kind of just for the same reason, reasonings you talked about, where if they're going to have a chance, he's going to have to kind of sling the rock around. A um, co- couple other things I was looking at here. I was look, kind of looking at Ravens' uh, team total. Over 26 and a half. Um, I'm sorry, let me backtrack here. I'm not playing a side here at all. Nine and a half, yeah. nine and a half is way too many points for either side. Um, I, I would probably lean the Texans if I had to do something. But I, I, I'm in the same boat as you, Julia. I'm going to play a prop here. I don't know which one yet. The two I'm looking at, like I just said, 26 and a half on the Ravens team total. Um, I expect this over to go, so I expect a lot of points. And I like uh, Zay Flowers over... Fandle has him 47 and a half right now on the receiving line. He's one of the top. He's in the top 10 in terms of yardage uh, against his zone. Baltimore, or I'm sorry, Houston plays a, a lot of zone. So I expect him to uh, to kind of get open, find those uh, holes here and there. But 
I'm excited for this game, man. I I, I want to watch. Like this is the most exciting game in my opinion of the entire weekend, and I don't think it's really close. Yeah, I got a few, I got a few little things um, to kind of go along with what you guys have said. Really, um, I think the biggest thing in this game you mentioned it is is going to be the turnover. You know, the turnover difference. If if TJ Stroud can protect the ball, which he's been doing phenomenal all year, um, and not give Baltimore short fields or give them the ball um, via interceptions or thing like that, I think that's that's huge for their success. But um, I don't know, man. I I'm leaning Baltimore laying the nine and a half. I know it's a lot. Uh, Houston hasn't gone into Baltimore and beat them in seven straight games. Um, Baltimore's rush. You mentioned that Julia. They played. They played week one. I'm pretty sure or week. Week one. Um, week one. One. Earlier in the year, was it week one? It was. Yeah, they won twenty-five to nine. Um, five sacks. Baltimore had five sacks that game, and um, I don't think Singletary is going to do a damn thing this game, considering Baltimore has a number one rush um, defense and not number one six. Sorry, six. And uh, this is just a tough spot for Houston. They're riding high. The Cinderella story, I think, is unfortunately going to come to an end. I would love for CJ Stroud to go to the divisional championship in his rookie year. That'd be that'd be something like a storybook um, kind of ending. But I, I kind of see him falling short. I love the over in his passing yards as well. I think they're going to go down a little earlier in this game, and they're going to force CJ Stroud to throw the ball. But Mike McDaniel's um, on Baltimore sideline. He he schemed CJ Stroud when he played. He was on the Michigan sideline, um, so he's kind of got a little a little history there. Um, week one, he kind of he kind of shut him down a little bit. But if I had to lean aside, I'd, I'd lean Baltimore. I'm still looking into props, but most likely is uh, I'm going to lay the points with Baltimore. I know it's probably going to go against what a lot of people are going to do. But, I mean, C.J. Stroud going on the road in Baltimore, I mean, good luck. Uh, I wish he I hope he does good, but good luck. Hey, Gage, you mentioned uh, Mike McDonald, the defense coordinator over there. Um, and what he did in college, crowd. yeah, yeah. But the problem is he doesn't have Jesse Minner with him. So you know, they might have a little bit more uh, opportunity when he's not uh, when they don't know what's coming on their side of the ball. But you guys all made really good points. Um, as far as a side, I do really like Houston. You can call me a sucker, whatever. But um, not only do I trust C.J. Stroud to kind of keep this game close. I really trust D'Amico Ryans in that defense. And statistically, when you look at their defense, you know nothing really stands out. They, they aren't very good against the pass. They are good against the run, but they aren't very good against the pass in the 20s. But they seem to always make a big play, and it's gotten better throughout the, the, week, uh, the season. And I think D'Amico Ryans, man, like he, he really, you know, you saw that clip with Christian Harris. It's a great example. Like, I think he instills confidence in his guys, and he really, 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 um, you know, has a very, very strong scheme, and um, it seems like his his guys just play fast and they and they make make plays. So, um, I do think Houston keeps it close. Real to your point about um, C.J. Stroud having to keep him in the game, I think that's spot on, and that's why um, I like his over on rushing yards. I always like to take these props uh of quarterbacks in the playoffs when you really don't have anything to lose unless you're Tua I guess um but it's only eight and a half rushing yards for CJ Stroud um he's had games this year you know with over 20 30 rushing yards uh, a couple different times and I think in the playoffs especially against that defense where might not have those 
quick and easy throws or, um, you know, those on-time scheduled throws um, that he would against um, maybe a lesser defense. He's going to have to make plays out of structure with his legs. So um, that would be my prop that I love. I think you see Stroud, you know, you get that one run, which is a nice way to to always uh, win a bet. So eight and a half rushing yards, and then um, I think Houston, you know, I think they're a live dog. Who? Win, I don't know, but I don't see them getting blown out. Who would have thought a year ago from now, or a year, yeah, a year ago, we would be uh, talking about C.J. Stroud making plays with his legs in the NFL? <laughs> all, well, I mean, like I said, all season last goes, year at Ohio State, we're like, this dude can't run, this dude can't run. It goes to my theory about C.J. Stroud. Like, I think college was just kind of too easy for him, and he didn't have to do all these things. Oh. I think the saying is like uh, absence of evidence is an evidence of absence. Hey, Jalen Hurts. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Chew on that. I got to get my Jalen Hurts on. Chew on that. I'm not really sure what the <laughs> fuck you just said. Are we? But uh, I'm that's okay. But that's okay. Everybody home. This is good, though. We got, are you we take, got, we got different opinions on this game. This is really good. Are you, take, you taking the you – picking? who are you picking to win, Trent? Because it sounds like the three of us are on are on Baltimore to win this game. But are you? You guys are all on Baltimore to win. I'm gonna take the Texans, man. Like it wouldn't surprise me if they yeah. won this game. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, it's it's the combination of of C.J. Stroud on offense and D'Amico Ryan's on defense. Like, and we've seen like it's it's fair or not. Like we've seen Lamar throw up duds in the playoffs before. Um, no, you're so not wrong. It's not like he's going up against Mahomes with 12 playoff wins, right? I mean, yeah. So, um, it'll be interesting to see if the Ravens get tight like the Cowboys did if they go down early. Yeah, not wrong. Uh, Gagers, floor will be yours here in a second after I queue this up. Um, actually, I want to get my stuff out of the way first, and I'll let you talk about your Niners. Playing host to the Packers, line currently sits at 9.5, um, over under, I believe it's a high one, yeah, 50.5, the highest of the weekend. Um, I love the Niners here, and I mean love the Niners. Um, I just... Nine and a half is a lot of points, and I just I can't lay it. At least not right now. Now come Saturday night, there's a chance I do lay it. But uh, my official play is going to be Jordan Love over twenty-two and a half completions. Um, kind of just in the same boat of what we just talked about with C.J. Stroud. If, the, if you know if they're going to have a chance to win, he's going to have to throw the ball. And he he's gone over twenty-three completions in ten of his last eleven games before last week. Um, he only had 16 last week, but that would have gone way over had that game been been close at all. But um, I just that's all I have here. I don't. I really don't want to play a whole lot on that game because my gut is telling me to hammer the Niners. But I just that's a big number, so I'm not sure yet. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, Austin. I I think this is kind of where the story ends for for Jordan Love and his incredible year that he's had. You mentioned it, man. 21 touchdowns. One interception in the last nine games. I think he's completing completing at like a seventy one percent clip, which is just it's it's unreal. He's been playing crazy. Um but I'm not taking a side here. I'm gonna bet with my I'm gonna bet with my heart, not my head. Um I guess it'd be the other way around. Yeah, I bet with my head, not my heart. Um I'm gonna take Christian McCaffrey over eighty nine and a half rushing yards. I mean, one of the best rushing offenses going up against the the twenty eighth ranked lefty defense. Um Packers, you have almost 130 yards on the ground per game. 
Only thing I'm worried about is this game maybe getting out of hand and San Fran's sitting some starters late. Um, but I think also kind of plays into the, the rushing game where if they're up late, they're just going to feed the rock and force feed like they always do the Christian McCaffrey. But I don't know, man. Um, I think this is a bad spot for for Green Bay, and I could be eating my words when we talk next week if the Niners end up winning that field goal or so. But the Niners team's here. You, we don't have to go into detail about it. Six team ever um, to have four players with a thousand yards from scrimmage um, with CMC, IU, Debo, and Kittle. Um, Purdy's been playing crazy. I know he's kind of had a few hiccups down the road, um, but he's still leading the NFL with forty-five completions of twenty-five plus yards and um set a franchise record with over 4200 passing yards first in the nfl passing rating pass per yard um i could go on and on about him uh, you guys know how high i am on on big cock brock and i think he gets it done i think this is a, a pretty easy win for them um i think armstead's supposed to be back and jaleer jaleel or jair alexander um he hasn't practiced all week for green bay so that could be a big hit in the secondary but you're gonna lay the jaleel, uh... You're gonna light a 350 with McCaffrey. Is that what he is for any time, bro? 350, dude. I'll probably him in a lay. He'll probably me. get hurt on like the third quarter or some shit. Dude, my you luck can... goes, but uh, three... I'm, I'm gonna just hammer his yards at 89 and a half. I dude, think that's too low. I think touchdown, touchdown, Niners parlays, touchdown, Niners money line parlay is still minus 210. Yeah, no, no, no absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Leo, Niners. Packers, what do you got? So, um, what you guys were talking about um, playing aside, I saw a, uh, a graphic earlier, I think, um, that said, you know, the Niners, I think, are 0-5 um, against the spread um, in their last five home games, um, which, make, which made me kind of nervous to take, you know, the 9.5, but then um, I kind of looked back uh, at their season scores and um, against NFC opponents at home, they have covered nine and a half um, against every NFC opponent at home besides <clears throat> their last game against the Rams, which was, you know, which was pretty much a garbage game. They weren't really playing for anything. Um, so I'm still I'm still thinking about it. Um, it's not an official play yet, but um, I'm kind of leaning the nine and a half Um just because of the track record over the regular season against uh, the NFC opponents at home. And then uh, a few, a couple props that I like are uh, Ayuk over receiving yards. I think his is is right now is at um, 67 and a half. And and like I said before, like the Niners at home, man, they're just, I feel like they're just a different animal on offense. Um, I think Ayuk has hit over 100 receiving yards in at least five of their seven home games this season. Um, so I like that line a lot. And then also like 30s passing yards. But I would lean more to Ayuk receiving yards um, and the Niners nine and a half. Do it, Trent. It's crazy that he's calling their, their, their wide receiver one now, right? Yeah. Crazy. He's probably the most underrated receiver in the league, dude. I know, but you look at their roster and you think Debo and, and Kittle, but then you look at FanDuel and all these guys' lines are damn near 60 yards. Right. It's just like how dynamic that offense is. Do it, Trent. Do it. Yeah, so... I know you um, want to. Do it. What, you think I'm on the pack? So here's the thing. Um, I said it earlier in the in the show, like, 
the Niners are going to score. I think the Packers will score too, so maybe you play the over. But the safest bet in this game is the Niners are going to score, and I got it earlier in the week. Team total for the yeah. 49ers over 29 and a half. It's up to 30 and a half now on FanDuel. Love that. I love that. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about a backdoor cover with the with the Packers. And um, like I said, I mean, this this is a team that gave up 30 points to Bryce Young. The, the Packers did. So there's coming off a bye, well-rested, uh, something to prove. You know, I think they're going to come out, guns a-blazing. Caffrey has a big, big day. I think Debo has a big day. And uh, Ayuk as well, Jaleel. So um, I think the, the 49ers score a lot of points in this game. And then my, my prop that I really like and, and gauge earmuffs but I really like Jaden Reed over 41 and a half. <laughs> uh, I think it's a good spot for him. Don't after, do it, uh, dude. His goose, egg, his goose egg he put up last week, I think um, I think he's going to have a big game. I think the Packers are going to be behind. And maybe, you know, I bet you he's a focus of the offense after, um, you know, getting goose egged last week. So I don't know if you want to jump back on with me, Gage. I know it's going to be tough for you, but. Um, he's on his ban list. I think he has a big day. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> zero yards, zero catches in a playoff game, and that's the crazy part. Is a damn near put up fifty, and he didn't do anything. He didn't do a so damn thing. You got to need him. Well, that's the thing. You they didn't need him, and they're going to need him in this game because they're going to be behind. So forty-one and a half. That's wow. a discounted. Price. He was forty-seven and a half last week. So uh, I don't want to hear it. Tampa Bay going into Detroit. Uh, Detroit currently laying six and a half right now at home. Over under set at forty eight and a half. Trent, is your boy going to get it done two weeks in a row? I mean, have you seen Detroit secondary? Like he's going to have another big day. Yeah, he will. So, I mean, they, Detroit can't stop anybody. I think they've given up like over a hundred yards to um to a specific like one receiver the last like six or seven weeks um so i don't know i think it's a high scoring game you can play the over i really like um there's a prop from this game uh, really like amon ross st brown's over one and a half i mean the bucks everyone knows the bucks defense their strength is their run d and uh their weakness is their passing defense is more specifically their slot um slot defense Guys in the slots have ate them up all year. So, um, you know, getting Amon Ross St. Brown matched up against safeties and linebackers um, against the Tampa 2 coverage, you know, I think he's going to have a huge day again. I mean, he's he's honestly one of the best bets going right now. I mean, that dude um, is 100 yards almost guaranteed every week. So I don't know if I said his, his numbers at 91 and a half. Um, yeah, I really like that. And then as far as a side, I don't, I don't have a side. Um, I, I, I sort of think that six and a half, six and a half now, Austin, I think that's a yeah. bit high. Yeah. Um, so if you if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably, probably take the dog there. Um, I think there's a lot of points in this game. You kill me, bro. <laughs> Just, yeah, you know, you know Detroit's secondary is really bad. You know, they can't cover anybody, so... Uh... I'm gonna take Amon Ross St. Brown receiving yards. I don't know which one. I don't know if I take Mike Evans, it's gonna be a Chris Godwin game, and if I take Godwin, yeah. it's gonna be Evans. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, I get that. Maybe take 
maybe take every, take all of them. Kate Otten, bro. I'm looking. I'm sitting here looking at Kate Otten receiving yards, and I believe it was 45 and a half. Like that. That should go way over. But um, I'm looking at uh, a bet that I literally just found today. And Gage, we were talking about it, or I was texting you about it earlier. Um, David Montgomery method of first touchdown. It's on the homepage of the game. Just scroll all, all the way to the bottom. You'll see it. Uh, method of first touchdown rushing. Currently sits at plus 130. Um, his anytime is minus 120. But method of first touchdown, plus 130. And I'm, I, I am going to hammer that. It's going to be my play here. It's He's caught 16 passes all year. None of them have gone for a touchdown. Um, only a handful have gone over 10 yards. He He's non-existent in the pass game. And in every game he's played in, He's received uh, over half, 50, 56% of the carries inside the five, 85 from inside the two. And it's been a meme all year, right? Gibbs gets him down inside the five, and here he come, here comes David Montgomery to, to steal the touchdown. Like it, it, It's guaranteed almost every week that that happens. So method of first touchdown, David Montgomery rushing, plus 130, I think, is, is my favorite bet of the weekend, probably with Gus Edwards' first uh, touchdown rushing, but whatever. Um. To your point, Trent, I, I, we just talked about the, the receivers in Tampa Bay. You can pick any of them, and I think it's going to go over. Um, I am going to play play Kate Otten on the side. I think this game is high scoring. I like the over in this game. I think there's a lot of points. Um, you could look at Tampa Bay's team total. Um, I believe it was 26.5 earlier. Give me a second. I'll pull it up here. Currently sitting at, Jesus, I was way off. It's 20.5. I love that, actually. 20 and a half minus 120 on FanDuel right now. Yeah, I love that. That's actually insane. But I think this is a good game. I, I think six and a half is a lot of points for um, for Tampa Bay to get. Um, if you take that side here, I don't hate that. But I do think Detroit wins here. Yeah, to kind of mimic your point, Austin, I think uh, I think Detroit rolls. Um my, my play is going to be Baker again. I'm going to ride him until the wheels fall off, especially against damn near the dead last ranked defense against the pass, 27th ranked. Um, give up almost 250 yards through the air each game. And Baker's line is at 257.5 right now on FanDuel, minus 114. So that will be my that will be my play for, um, for this game. But I think Detroit last week, man, um, all the pressure in the world was on them to win that game. And I think they shook that off. I think they did what they had to do last week. Um, and I think they're going to get back to, to kind of playing freelance football. And I think I, I hate being on all the favorites so far to cover these big numbers, but I really do think Detroit can win this game by more than a touchdown. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for a same game parlay in this game. Um, like you guys said, a lot of points will be scored. These defenses are pretty sus on both sides of the football. Um, I, a, a long shot, I'm not going to play it. Um, I like <clears throat> awesome on the same thing. I like um, Kate Otten to score a touchdown, plus 370. Detroit struggles uh, to cover the tight end down in the red zone and um, look for Baker to look for him um, when they're trying to score touchdowns. But my official play is going to be Bake. Um, He's going to have to throw the ball a lot because they're going to be down in this game. Um, I think he soars over this number with ease at 257.5. Julio, what you got for us, brother? Um, Kind of uh, tailing off what you guys said, um, I love the Baker overpassing yards. 
Um, like you guys hit on earlier, you know, Lions defense, their secondary, um, pretty much, you know, non-existent. You know, if they had any, there was any strength on their defense, they'll be against the run. But, um, yeah, I just think Baker and that offense is um, rolling right now and, you know, continue on. And I agree, you know, high-scoring game. I, I like the over as well. Um, a couple prop. I mean, another prop that I like is um, Jameer Gibbs over receiving yards. Um, I think it's 22 and a half. Last game, he had over 40. And I think um, based off of last week, um, Todd Bowles and his defense were pretty aggressive against Jalen Hurts. Um, they blitzed a lot, so I think you know there be there will be some um, some plays and uh, situations where Goff will have to get the ball off uh, pretty quick and look for Jameer Gibbs to you know be laying in the you know laying in the flat or you know for Goff to check it down to him um, for those yards. So uh, I know last week he had four receptions for like forty plus. So what you say that um, number was? His first receiving. Yeah. I think 22 and a half. I like that a lot, actually. You yeah. get that in one snack. Yeah, that's low. Yeah. Uh, the rematch. Sunday Night Football. Sorry, almost just fell out my fucking chair there. Sunday Night Football, 6.30. Chiefs go into both Buffalo. The line currently sits at Buffalo minus two and a half. A line that I am absolutely not touching with a 10-foot pole. No shot. I do think Buffalo wins, at least. See, I say that, and then I'm going to be on every favorite, and I'm just going to look like an absolute fucking joke. But, dude, I don't know. Join join me then, brother. This is my, dude. This is your mortal lock? I tell you, I, I, tell you, I love <laughs> Buffalo in this spot. Um, See, I do too, uh, but I can't I bet against Mahomes in the playoffs. I just can't. I can't. I'm sorry, I just can't. I can when this. I can when this is his first road game of his career in the playoffs. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially he played one time in Buffalo. It was 2020 in the COVID season, so there's nobody there. Um, I mean, this place is gonna be absolutely fucking nuts. If we thought it was nuts during that snow game against um, Pittsburgh, dude, well, we might be able to feel it through the TV. I love Buffalo catching, um, playing two and a half less than a field goal. Ten unit mega whale cock Moby Dick. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Um, don't say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that with the most Fuck. confidence ever. And you're looking at me like like you're on the other side of this. But there's a little like there's a little nugget, little revenge. Um, McDermott, his first NFL job, if you guys didn't know, was back in 1999 when he was an assistant coach um, under Andy Reid in Philly. So there's kind of a kind of like a little revenge because Andy Reid ended up firing him in 2010. So he. They interviewed him about it, and I read a little article, and he said it doesn't bother him. There's nothing to it, but, I mean, that's what they all say. But I don't know. I think I think a huge, huge thing here is the Chiefs down in the red zone struggle. Um, we saw that last week. They didn't really convert in the red zone. This year they're only converting touchdowns um, 52% of the time compared to 73% last year. I think that's going to play huge dividends. I think they're going to be putting spots where they're going to have to go, to, go for it and fourth down um, with that stadium rocking, dude. I just – I simply just think this is a, 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 a great bounce back revenge. Everything you can think of, um, the storyline just adds up for Josh Allen to go to the divisional championship. And um, I mean, this is obviously the best game of the week, and I can't, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, uh, 
I'll, I'll go. Yeah. I mean, Gage, I, I, I guess the reason I raise my eyebrows isn't so much that I'm on the Chiefs. It's just the, at the confidence that you have in this pick. I mean, you jinxed it, bro. <laughs> it, it was, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how you can be so confident in the bills. I mean, they've won what seven straight games. Don't get me wrong. Something like that, but it's never easy with the bills. And this is kind of like their, you know, who they have to conquer. Like this is their last step. I think if they get past the Chiefs, you know, I honestly think they beat Baltimore or Houston, make the Super Bowl. So this is kind of like their boogeyman per se. Bro, the script writers um, want it. The script, the scripters want Mahomes. I'm sorry, Kelsey and Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl, laying down on the ground, make it out in the confetti. They want it. Chiefs cannot win this game. They cannot. Um, yeah, I'm sure the NFL would love Kansas City to win this game. Um, I, I just can't play aside confidently. I do think Bulls will win. Um, I just, I mean, I think the Chiefs have shown over the course of the year, like, boarding cast, as great as Mahomes is, and he's going to do all he can. Um, and this is actually going to lead into my favorite prop of the whole weekend. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. But as far as, you know, 10 unit max, whatever Gage said, copy and paste to my prop. Oh, where I'm going, Patrick Mahomes over 27 and a half rushing yards. I just, I mean, you watch the Chiefs in the playoffs, like, no one's going to be open. He doesn't, you trust maybe Ace and like maybe Travis Kelsey at this point. He's going to take off. He shatters this number. I bet you he's over 50. I mean, he had 41 rushing yards against the Dolphins, and they didn't even need it. They were in control the whole game. I think the Bills are going to be uh, winning this game, and Mahomes is going to have to be, you know, put the cape on, be Superman, and bring him back. Um, you best believe he's getting over 27 and a half rushing yards. So I think that's a lock. I don't understand why it's so low. I mean, like I said, if you watch the Chiefs this year, especially in big games, especially when their offense isn't clicking, it's all Mahomes, and he just runs around and he makes things happen. So, um, I don't see how this bet loses. I'm, I'm that's just my favorite prop of the whole week. Ten unit max. You guys are insane. You, call it. <clears throat> you guys are insane. Julia, what are you looking at here? Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you guys. It's hard to lay aside here. Um, history, you know, wants me to go with the Chiefs, but as a Cincinnati guy, a Bengals fan. You know, I just can't stay on my home, and I just, you know, I would just hate to see them, you know, go any further in the playoffs. So I'm hoping the Bills will win, but, you know, it's, it's a lot of history between those two teams. So I'm going to stay away from the side. But um, my favorite prop of, you know, out of all the games is uh, Travis Kelsey over receiving yards. Oh, you brave, at, brave man. I think it's at, it's at 60 and a half right now. They played earlier this season. He had 83 yards in their last two playoff games that they played against each other. I know they are at, they were at home, um, but he had. I think he crushed that number. I think he had over 100 receiving yards. And last week, the Bills' defense gave up, uh, I think, over 75 yards to Pat Firemuth, uh, however you say his name, the Steelers' <laughs> tight end. So, Big Pat. Uh, um, I like I like Travis Kelsey uh, receiving yards. And last week, I don't think he had a good game. Uh, he had a he had a few drops against Miami, so I think he's going to try to redeem himself um, here against the Bills. 
Yeah, he looked off, had a few drops, and still had, uh, I think it was 71 yards, maybe 70 on the dot, but I'm not betting Travis Ilial, Kelsey Ilial's, did. Jesus. Ilial is Swifty confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, you are. I was just about to say that. You are a big oh, Swifty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at another tight end. I'm looking at Dalton Kincaid, over 40 and a half yards. Uh, you can get four and a half receptions at plus money right now, plus 110. Um, I like both of those. I like Rasheed Rice to kind of have a big game. His line currently sits at 71 and a half. I think that's pretty low just based off of what he did last week. Um, I'm excited for this game, though, man. I, I'm not going to lay aside. I do think Buffalo wins, but I can't confidently bet against Patrick Mahomes, so there's no shot that I do that at all. You know what I'm not looking forward to is listening to Chris Collinsworth and uh, oh my God. whoever else. Man, oh Mike Tirico, bro. Bruh. Chris and Collins. Blazing is going to be insane. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. cannot stand him, man. I cannot stand Chris <laughs> Collins. Collins rolls out and, and throws a ball. Oh, my. oh, what a play. What a throw. That's Mahomes, Mahomes like. <laughs> yeah, that dude's fucking obnoxious, man. All right. Well, that's all we got in the previews, brother. We're going to get uh, Jaleel. You got anything for the people? One last, one last goodbye. Or one last thing before we say goodbye. Um, go Bengals! You know, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it here, Bengals, Super Bowl, however many you know champions, uh, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five champions. I'm calling it now. We're gonna re-sign T Higgins. Uh, Burrow's gonna be healthy majority of the season. We're gonna get things rocking and rolling. So yeah. So when we bring you back, and when we bring you back in a couple months, and T is in um. He's in Kansas City, and Burrow has another surgery in training camp. You're going to be saying the same things, right? Honestly, though, like, I'm not – the thing is, so I'll say the mock, like, a mock draft or whatever. Like, I just really hope we don't draft another tackle. Um, I think this year's wide receiver uh, – wide receivers are really deep this year in the draft. So, you know, if T – if we can't afford to keep T – I wouldn't be mad on taking a shot at one of the rookies if we draft one, you know, the first or second. Um, kind of find, you know, that diamond in the rough. But, um, you know, I think kind of, you know, some of the, the press and media on uh, what T said about it, you know, his number one option is, you know, getting back to Cincinnati. So uh, we'll see what happens, but, you know, hoping for the best. Yeah, I could go out and play guard right now or tackle for the Bengals. So that's kind of an insane thing for someone to say, but. That's what I'm saying. Let's stop wasting our picks on these, on the offensive line. Like, I think our whole offense, like our starting offensive line this year, was all through you know trades. I don't think any of the any of the linemen that we drafted actually started this year. Never forget so, though, Orlando Brown is the savior. He'll save the entire offensive line. Never, never forget. Jaleel, <laughs> appreciate you coming on, man. I'm sure we'll have you on here in, uh, in the near future. So, take care. We'll get your picks out on Twitter. So, don't worry about it. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, guys. All right, brother. We'll talk to you. Appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon, bro. All right. Thanks, Jaleel. Yeah. Sir. See you. All right. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap things up, man. Get out of here. It's been a long episode, but it's been fun. Uh, quickly going to go through a couple of these playoff drafts that the three of us have been doing this postseason. We have one where we drafted our teams. If you listen to the end of last week's episode, we each drafted four teams. We came up with a, a point system. Not going to go through it all here. We'll throw it up on Twitter just so you guys can visually see you know, what we're looking at and that kind of thing. But we each drafted four teams. Um, I drafted Baltimore, 
Dallas, the Rams, and the Packers. And I'm currently left with Baltimore and Green Bay, obviously, because Dallas and uh, the Rams lost. Gage drafted Kansas City, the Bills, Eagles, and Texans. He's got three of them. Chiefs, Bills, Texans, all won last week. Same with Trent. Trent's got three still in. Niners, Lions, and Bucks. His Brownies uh, lost last week. But uh, like I said, points points are uh, it's a lot to go over. But uh, I'm currently in first with 18. Gage has 12. Trent has seven. But again, Gage and Trent both got uh, three out of the four. I only have two out of the four. So we'll throw that up on Twitter. We'll throw so that way you guys can kind of check that out and see what we're doing there. Um, our playoff fantasy draft. It was kind of chaotic last week. Not gonna lie, it was a little bit more, uh, a little bit more than we thought. But we got it done. Um, we'll we'll also throw our teams up on Twitter this weekend, so that way you guys can see that. But run through it really, really quickly. We're not gonna say. I mean, you can kind of figure out who's eliminated and who's not. But it's a week by week point system, right? So after, so wild card week is one week. Obviously, divisional conference championship, Super Bowl. You guys kind of get the gist. But um, after week one, Gage is in the lead with 172.06. Trent has 164.94. And myself, 63.8. Granted, I didn't have a lot of guys play. I had a lot of guys. I drafted a lot of Ravens and a lot of Niners. So I didn't have a lot of guys play. But we'll throw that up on Twitter also. Um, The scoring is too much to to kind of go into. But it's pretty much standard uh, fantasy PPR. That's kind of what we're we're going off, but throw rosters up on Twitter. Let us know what you guys think. Um, but yeah, you lose, you you guy your you guy loses, and he's done, right? So last week Trent had uh, Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, for example, right? So they score, but they lost. So this weekend in the divisional matchup, he won't have those guys to score. So we 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 go week by week with who you have left. So come Super Bowl, you may have. You know, I have a bunch of Ravens, so I could have four guys left, or I could have nobody. You know, it's just that's kind of just how it goes with the draft. Perfect example: Gage. Gage's only got four guys left out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys. Lost six guys last yeah. week. <laughs> but shout out Jake Ferguson. At least he went out with a fucking bang. That this is true. Put up some numbers for him. Yeah, oh, put up. Shout out him. Cooper Cup. Yeah, three touchdowns, thirty-seven point three fantasy points. So. But we'll get that all up on Twitter. Um, so that way you guys can see it. It, it. It's much easier to to see the visualization versus uh, us trying to explain it. But I appreciate, appreciate you guys sticking with us. It's a long one, but it was a very, very fun one. Um, we're going to try to bring more people on or kind of just get more interactive, you know, come um, the offseason with football since it's going to be kind of a dry time for us. But we've got the draft to look forward to. We've got a lot of fun stuff. But see you boys next week. Catch you on the next one.